It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. We at Baseball Isn't Boring want to give you the latest and the greatest when it comes to all GMs reflecting on the GMs, president of baseball operations, executive, chief decision makers, whoever you want to call them, whatever you want to be, uh, when it comes to their reflection on the trade deadline. As they come out, it's worth hearing what they have to say, how they view it for as many teams as we can, um, for as many de- chief decision makers, which is my personal favorite. Just. I am the chief decision maker of a team. There you go. President of Baseball Operations, chief. I, I am the chief decision maker. And in this case, we turn to Chris Young. Chris Young, who is on G-Bag Nation, on the excellent, excellent Odyssey radio station, 105.3, the fan in Dallas, our great friends there. Had on Chris Young, and it was a great interview. It was a great interview. So we just want to sort of give them some props, surface what Young said on 105.3, the fan on G-Bag Nation, and, um, and keep the ball rolling. So here you go. Here's Chris Young. Welcome back, G-Bag Nation. We're about to talk with Rangers GM Chris Young. Segment is brought to you by Soda. That's state-of-the-art, and it's brought to you by the Frankels. There's a reason you need a special license to drive a big truck, so companies that hire drivers put them in a big truck should be held accountable for what happens when one hurts you. You need Frankel and Frankel. The consultation's always free at truckwreck.com. 
and a, a good afternoon to you, sir. How the heck are you this afternoon? Hey, guys, I'm well. How are you all? Uh, we're doing uh, pretty good, and, and we're even better. Just saw a report from Evan Grant that uh, Seeger's going to play tonight. Can you confirm that? Uh, yes, yeah. Corey uh, passed some tests and uh, wanted to be in there tonight, and uh, certainly we're uh, not going to n- deny him the opportunity to, to rejoin the team. And, um, you know, I think all things considered, this is best-case scenario and uh, really speaks to Corey, how well he takes care of himself, our training staff, uh, what a great job they've done. Um, you know, we were worried this could have been, you know, catastrophic in some ways when we saw him uh, come up against the Dodgers, sliding into second base in pain. And then, uh, you know, here we are, um, you know, a short time later, and he's ready to go. So this is, uh, this is exciting news for us. What was was did he get extra motivation from Houston winning uh, earlier today? <laughs> uh, I, I don't think so. I think Corey's a competitor. He wants to be out there, and uh, and you know he's a gamer, and uh, he's you know I think there's still a level of pain that he's going to play through. Um, I don't think it's significant, but uh, it just shows you know what a team guy he is and how badly he wants to be a part of this, and uh, and it was pushing us to be back out there. Now, with Houston winning, they have pulled even uh, and puts a little extra juice on it. I mean, this is going to be awesome here. Do you expect a, a tight battle the whole rest of the way? Oh, we, we've expected that from the outset. It doesn't change anything. I'm not scoreboard watching. I'm focused on the Texas Rangers, and if we play good winning baseball, uh, we will be just fine. That's that's my only focus at this point. Um, you know, maybe as we get into uh, late September, we'll do some scoreboard watching. But for right now, it's about us playing our best version of baseball and uh, playing up to our abilities. And if we do that, I think we showed what we're capable of. Super <laughs> pumped to get Seager back here, CY. But can you tell us any more information on Jonah uh, and then, of course, on Evaldi? Yeah, uh, I think we got we did get favorable, favorable reports on both. Um, Jonah, uh, you know, we weren't sure originally how long this may take with the wrist. I think that we're... Uh, trending the right direction here in terms of his pain level. Um, he still has a number of tests to pass, but uh, I think we are going to see Jonah back at some point um, in the coming weeks. I don't, I can't say whether that's two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. But I, I do expect that we'll get him back uh, some, sometime soon. Um, you know, all things considered, I think that's a really good break. We were worried that that could have been, uh, you know, season-ending for him. Uh, but uh, given the um, the, the I guess the diagnosis uh, that he received from the specialist he's seen, uh, we're confident that he's going to make a return at some point. Um, and then Nathan is uh, is doing well as uh, as well. We um, you know we're trying to get just him uh, calm down a little bit more uh, to where he's 100 percent um, pain and soreness free. Uh, but we're headed the right direction. Uh, every day he's feeling better and better. And I think you know we knew coming into the season at some point he'd need a blow. Uh, but we're going the right way here, and I uh, expect him back hopefully sometime in you know uh, not too long, maybe 10 to 14 days if everything goes perfectly. CY, as a fan, I want to thank you for being a real general manager and not sitting on your hands and, and going out and trying to make this baseball team better. As a journalist, I want to ask you, though, as you, as you it was when you were identifying, how far along were you to identifying the players that you obtained in these trades? Was it something you kind of had an idea going in you were going, or is this something that kind of materialized as you got closer to the deadline? Well, I think, first of all, to your original comment, I mean, no need to thank me. Um, <laughs> the players and, and Boach and the staff deserve the credit. They are the ones who played our way into this position. Um, there's no doubt about that our, our record, uh, you know, getting off to a hot start, it clearly defines what we were going to do with the trade deadline. Uh, these guys have um, played their way into making us, uh, putting us in this position and making uh, everybody here believers in what this team can accomplish. And so we felt a responsibility to them, given how well they played, 
uh, to go out and make the team even better, and I think that's what we've accomplished. In terms of the specific players that we uh, acquired, um, you know, we, we did our pro scouting department, um, did a tremendous job of preparing for this point. I mean, the, the preparation started back in early May, um, you know, with scouting calls and Zooms and just really going through the entire league and following teams and records and uh, who may be available, who would not be available. And um, we were very well prepared, and we knew going in we needed pitching, we needed upgrade. Uh, both our rotation and hopefully our bullpen, and we feel like over the course of a month uh, from the acquisition of Araldis Chapman to um, you know the final finishing touch of, of adding Austin Hedges, we were able to uh, accomplish what we needed to and um, give this team the best chance moving forward. How fun was it for you personally leading the charge at your, uh, you know, your first official trade deadline, and how much did you learn from the entire experience? Well, I, I think, one, it's much better. The last two years we've been sellers, and uh, that was not fun. It's not fun being in a position where you're looking to the future. You're basically punting the, the remainder of the season. So uh, this year to be on the other side of that and just really thinking about what do we need not only to finish the regular season but also to set us up for the postseason, um, that is, that, it was a lot of fun. It was great. I hope that we're in this position every single year because uh, that's what we play this game for. That's what this is about, and that's what these players sacrifice so much to do. And, um, and our fans deserve it, most importantly. So I, I hope this continues every year. I mean, I, I learned how hard it is to make a deal. I've seen that the last couple of years. Uh, these deals are not easy. It takes a lot to get them to come together. There's a lot of back and forth. And, um, you know, in the end, when you get these things done, it's, it's uh, not because uh, there was a lack of effort. There's a lot that goes into this. And ultimately, we were able to, to execute what we wanted to do. See why when you, uh, you, you, you've, you guys have done a great job of building your farm system, which allowed you to make some of these trades, is it the fact that you have so much confidence in your scouting staff and your group that you can make trades where you can move prospects thinking, guys, we'll rally, we'll find ways to get other players here. Is, is that make it a little bit more easier knowing the type of staff you have and the evaluations you guys are able to make and the acquisitions of these, uh, say, amateur players or players down the road? Yeah, it's not only the amateur acquisitions, it's also the pro acquisitions. Our group has done a tremendous job of really identifying some of the players that we've uh, gotten from other organizations in terms of um, trades, either in the minor leagues or young big leaguers. And then um, and then secondly, uh, which obviously is the amateur acquisition side in the, the draft. And, um, you know, our, our group, our amateur group has done a great job over the last several years of really uh, finding very good players. I think the 2020 draft especially, we traded two players from that draft and uh, T.K. Roby and Tommy C.J.C., who were both really impact players that came um, in, from that five-round draft. And um, to see you know to see that come together, I have complete confidence that we will replenish. I think one of the nice things that we uh, were able to preserve the top of our farm system with mm-hmm. um, a lot of our guys, and um, now you know I have full confidence that whether it was this year's draft or next year's draft, we'll continue to stockpile and add uh, more talent to the organization. Rangers General Manager Chris Young with us here in the G-Bag Nation. We loved all the moves, and we're excited about all the players you're able to get, but I think Max Scherzer resonates certainly with every single baseball fan. What can you share with us on how that deal ended up being able to be made? Well, there were a lot of complexities to it. Um, Certainly, you know, Max signed a a large contract with New York. Um, There was a financial component. There was... um, a no trade component, and then there was uh, really the um, you know us wanting Max to be here uh, in 2024, and uh, Max having to make a decision uh, that really he had earned the right um, to put that decision off until the off season, evaluate his choices whether to opt in or opt out of his contract, and 
uh, Max made the decision and the commitment to the Texas Rangers to waive that opt-out right and opt into his 2024 contract. And, um, you know, I can't thank him enough for, for the willingness to do that. Um, I think it speaks to what we're building. I think it speaks to his uh, desire to win and be part of uh, what we believe is something special here. And, um, you know, very grateful to Max. But there were a lot of complexities to that uh, deal. And um, at the end, we got it done. We got the player that we felt like uh, really we needed at the, uh, the front of our rotation to help lead us. And um, we're excited to, to watch him pitch tomorrow. Yeah, it is going to be very exciting as we're talking with Rangers GM Chris Young. Um, do you expect him to get back closer to Cy Young, Max Scherzer, or are we are we getting what we've seen so far this year? Well, you know, from our evaluation, we think his overall body of work and his numbers, um, you know, I think his body of work has been slightly better than where his overall numbers are. He's certainly pitched very well of recent. Um, we think he's trending the right direction. And, um, you know, we expect that as the games get even more meaningful, uh, we're going to see the best version of Max Scherzer, whether that's, you know, uh, mid, mid-career mid Max Scherzer, who was absolutely dominant. Um, I, I don't know if that's a fair expectation. Uh, but I am certain that we're going to get a really, really good pitcher who is um, ultra competitive. He knows how to win. He's been in the moment. Uh, and he's going to make the guys around him better as well. He's going to show everybody else what it takes um, to, to be in these moments for our young pitchers who haven't been there. Uh, he can help walk them through and provide some um, insight and wisdom into these moments and situations. And uh, it'll serve everybody well. So I think that uh, one, we expect um, a very, very strong performance from him just based on what we've seen. Uh, but secondly, the intangibles are off the chart, and uh, he's going to be a great addition for everybody here. When he gets to reunite with his old pitching coach, Mike Maddox, from the Nationals, how, how involved was Maddox in, 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 in regards to acquiring Scherzer? Yeah, Max, uh, Mike was important in these decisions. I mean, Mike had uh, Jordan Montgomery, Chris Stratton, and, uh, and Max at certain points in their career. So, uh, you know, any coach who's come across a player we're targeting or inquiring about, we always check and see. We do background checks and understand um you know what the player is about how he'll fit in our clubhouse and um make sure that we're not missing anything and mike provided a lot of insight and wisdom into that um i will say we didn't target these guys specifically because they have relationships with our coaches uh that was just sort of a uh, coincidence but um we targeted them because they're really good players and uh, we felt like they're gonna make us better see why uh we we kind of got some reports that did jacob and max had talked to each other was that something they did on their own or did you kind of uh call your uh, your ace there in degrom and ask him hey could you help us out on a little recruiting here no that was uh that was completely organic between the players uh we had nothing to do with that we had no um really no real contact with max um until we uh had learned he had approved to at least to waive his no trade rights uh, at which point we were in touch with his agent um, regarding the next steps, but we, we specifically did not have anybody uh, contact Max. Um, he did that on his own, and, and I think actually that's uh, the way these things work best is when players right. uh, reach out to their counterparts on other teams. Um, they hear kind of from their, their um, you know, somewhat unbiased perspective, and, uh, and they get you know, honest feedback. And uh, I did that when I was a player, and I certainly expect players to do it, and um, I hope that our reputation and the, what we're building here speaks for itself. Uh, when they have those conversations, and um, uh, you know, Jacob, I, I don't know what commission we owe him, but uh, apparently, we do. <laughs> <laughs> you add uh, Aroldis Chapman and Chris Stratton now to the bullpen. We've talked with you a lot about the pen throughout the year. What do you think it looks like now as you get ready for this pennant run? Well, I think most importantly, by lining up the starting rotation and, and building rotation that is going to give us a quality outing, um, very dependable. 
uh, quality outing every time out, it's going to back the, the bullpen up a little bit. It's going to put us in a position where uh, these guys are coming in in more consistent roles and innings in which, uh, for which they're prepared, um, maybe a little less irregular uh, usage. And um, I think that's what the best bullpens have. And it's very, it's, there's almost like a flow and a rhythm to it. And uh, we've kind of lacked that over the last um, four to six weeks. Uh, we've had some irregular um, uh, performances out of the rotation and, and lack of consistency. And I think that by getting just consistent starting pitching, it's going to make the bullpen better. And then certainly you add um, Chris Stratton and Araldis Chapman uh, to go with uh, the group that we have. And some of these guys have really started to throw the ball really well. I think the last um, four to six weeks from Jose LeClerc has been really positive and Brock Burke as well. Josh Spores, we've seen what he's capable of. And Will Smith has been great all year. So, you know, we're really, I, I think, trending the right direction in terms of the bullpen. And I think as we kind of define these roles and um, get these guys accustomed to the way they're being used, um, I think it'll really benefit us in the second half here. Chris Young with us. It looks like you have everything covered over there, CY, but I did want to let you know, uh, 2012 season, Josh Hamilton broke a finger sliding into third. And uh, a, a former colleague and I started a program that year called SAFE which is sliding arms first eradication. Okay, see how we worked that in there. And I, I think I still have the PowerPoint. If you need me to make a presentation, I could swing by next well, week. You, you know, I've, I've talked to both, and uh, we can promise you that uh, Corey, has, uh, his, Corey is your, your number one candidate, and he's, he's well aware of, uh, of the program, and he's on board. <laughs> yes. Well, congrats on getting him back, and, and thanks for an awesome uh, first deadline with you totally in charge, and, and we look forward to watching you continue to give him hell. We'll be pulling for you. Awesome, guys. Thanks for having me. Talk soon. There you go. CY with you here in the G-Bag Nation. Usually joins us Mondays at 420, but this week we held off until after the deadline. So thanks to CY for being the man. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 